good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you are, wherever you are, welcome to episode zero of the Boss Science Podcast. What's in episode zero, you ask? Think of it as an introduction into the show. I'll tell you guys what the show is going to be about, who I am, and why you should bother listening. At the end, I'll even give you a sneak peek into the show's first episode so you can get as pumped as I am. So sit down, relax, grab a snack, grab a beer, or a soda for all you college kids out there, and enjoy an introduction into Boss Science Podcast. I'd like to welcome you into my home. You may know it as Beantown, the city of champions, or home of the Red Sox. Yes, that's right, it's Boston. And no, I'm not talking about the band, and no, I'm not talking about the cream-filled donut, as much as I want one, now that I thought about it. I'm talking about the amazing city that is filled with, as the locals would say, wicked smart people. Yes, I know my Boston accent is terrible, and yes, I'm going to keep doing it, and no, I don't care that you hate it. I'm serious though, Boston doesn't just have great sports teams and cannolis. It has more than 52 colleges and universities that enroll 138,000 students, as well as almost 1,000 biotech and science companies. It's no wonder it's the third largest science city in the world. Sorry guys, Beijing and New York City beat us out. When all these smart people come together, you get to see some absolutely wild scientific discoveries. Scientists at Boston University have figured out a way to place drug molecules into teeny microbubbles that can be injected into our veins and then can be pushed anywhere in the body with the help of an ultrasonic beam. Across the river at Harvard University, researchers have designed tiny flexible electronic brain implants that can record, track, and even change the way that neurons fire. And just down the road at MIT, engineers created a running, jumping, backflipping robotic cheetah that they're working to make virtually indestructible. Guys, microbubble drug treatments? brain-controlling implants? Robotic cheetah? This is bananas. Each year, thousands of new research articles are published from Boston, and the science only gets more and more interesting. I know what you're all saying. Oh my god, Grace, that's amazing. Why didn't I know about this? Where can I learn more? Great question, my friend, and don't worry, I got you covered. Each month, I go to one of the amazing scientific research labs in Boston and interview the lab members to learn about the newest and coolest things that they're working on. And it's not just my questions in the interview, it's yours too. That means you get your personal questions answered each and every month by some of the most brilliant minds in the city, probably in the world. Are you guys excited yet? I am. So why listen to me? Why listen to this science podcast out of all the other science podcasts out there? Well, first of all, I like to think it's because I'm hilarious. In fact, I have it on good authority from one of the listeners of this show that I'm the funniest person on the planet. Hi, Mom. But I think the real reason to listen to me is because this is my passion. I've always been fascinated by the world of science, and not just one specific topic. Biology, chemistry, math, physics, programming, robotics, engineering. Seriously, if you can name it, I've probably been obsessed with it. So when I came to Boston at 17 years old, I had no idea where in the world of science I wanted to go, what I wanted to study, what I wanted to do with my life. But after spending almost 10 years here, grueling away at school and work, I'm pleased to say, I still have no idea. 
All I know is that my passion to learn more about science is just as strong as ever. So I figured, hey, you like learning about all this cool stuff? Maybe other people do too. And thus, the Boss Science Podcast was born. So why Boston, you ask? Why not just talk about science everywhere? Well, granted, there are scientific discoveries happening elsewhere, I can't deny that. But Boston is special. We have it all here. Universities, colleges, startups, research labs, big pharma companies. And when you have literally hundreds of thousands of scientists working across all areas of science, shoved into a hundred square mile area, who are all stuck indoors like eight months of the year, collaborations are bound to happen. And it's the collaboration between all these amazing people that makes Boston the most unique science city in the world. Why would I want to go anywhere else? Aside from the fact that I'm broke AF and can't afford to fly across country to interview people for a podcast. For real though, guys, I'm so incredibly grateful I live in this city and that I have the opportunity to talk to these amazing people and learn about the spectacular science they're working on. Now, you guys get to have that chance too. But anyway, this is a science podcast. No one asks for your life story, Grace. It's finally time for a sneak peek into my first interview. Starting in Cambridge, I traveled to the Department of Material Science and Engineering at MIT, where I talked to Professor Yol Fink and his lab members to learn all about their work in the field of functional fibers. Now, these aren't your everyday optical fibers or cotton fibers. Some of these fibers can emit light in any color imaginable. Some can bend and move in any direction just by using an electric field. And some can actually be threaded into our bodies and be used to fix problems in ways I've never even dreamed of before. Let me tell ya, these fibers are wild. Well, fibers are quite unusual. They're among the most ubiquitous forms of materials we have around us, both in the natural world. A lot of our natural structures, trees, and even the body are made of uh, fibrous materials and fibrous structures. Certainly synthetic structures like fabrics, like curtains and drapes and knits, uh, all are made of fibers. And so fibers really surround us. And so the question we had was, could reimagining a fiber breathe a new functional life into fabrics and really enable all these surfaces that are so close to us? And the idea is that with these very, very thin fibers that have an LED that will be placed on the tip of them, for example, you can go dig in the brain or in the spinal cord, just hit the spot that you want to stimulate, and you just send current light up the LED and then you can stimulate the neurons that way. So fibers as an individual or as a bundle of fibers so it can be used to obtain artificial muscles. So it can be used uh, for prosthetics purpose, it can be used for textile purpose and it's actually a new form of the uh, soft robotics. So it's a wearable robotics. So you made a fiber which has a pretty interesting concentric structure in it that's made up of different materials and that structure is able to contain light very close to 100% when you send light through the fiber. So this fiber, because it's able to transmit light so well, it's actually being used in many operating theaters all around the world. You send in laser light through this um, fiber and the other end of it you are using the laser light to cut off tumors, what we call laser ablation. 
Chris had one last question. He asked if you guys can use these light emitting fiber threads to bedazzle your clothes, like make glowing embroidery almost. Oh, totally. Definitely, have you guys done it? Do you have a shop? Can I buy it? <laughs> You know, we introduced a whole new approach to be able to print 3D structures with device functionality. So this device functionality, it can be anything that you think about. It can either be a light emitting structure, or you can have a 3D structure that detects light, or you can have 3D structure that has some energy storage in it. Basically, any kind of um, devices that you see around you, um, what we are trying to do here is to 3D print that structure. Uh, as a bit the same kind of um, device functions that, that you see around. You know, I think we're living through a time now that's similar to the advent of personal computation, where all of us started having a personal computer, and I think we're on our way to all of us having a fabric computer. I'm curious though, this uh, fabric computer, would this be something where you just toss your smartphone and throw on a sweater and head out yeah. the door and you'd be all yeah. set, ready to go? Absolutely. That would be really fantastic. Absolutely. Oh man, guys, look at my arm. I'm so excited for this show, I have goosebumps. If you're as excited as I am, go ahead, find me on Podbean, iTunes, or Google Play Music, and then click subscribe so you're notified and ready to listen as soon as the first episode airs, and so you'll never miss a new episode. If you want to keep up to date on who I'll be interviewing next and what I'll be talking about, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at BOSScience. If you want to reach out and say hi, send me your questions for upcoming guests, share a cool article you read, suggest a scientist I should talk to, send me a photo of your pet, or whatever else, you can email me at bosciencepodcast at gmail.com. Whew. I think that's it. I think I got everything. Hopefully. I'll see you guys on the next episode of Boss Science, where I talk to wicked smart people and learn about some boss-ass science. Bye! Thank you.